Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Good morning, Patrick. How's it going? All right. Monday. Hopefully no rain. Got nothing last week. <laughs> I'm looking at the window. It's beautiful out right at the moment. Yeah. For how long, that's a better question. True. Yeah, I got enough rain last week. Right? Didn't get to do enough of my walking like I, that I normally do. Mm-hmm. So, missed out on that extra 15 minutes some days. Yep. But, um, that's cool. Like, um, see, Kyle, they got out of school early last Thursday because they had some flooding. Oh, so, no. they got cut short. But, um, that was it. Um, she came down Friday. Saturday had an eye appointment. Get her some new glasses, which you got to wait about a week or two to come in. And um, went out to the mall, which I, I absolutely love the mall. <laughs> hint of sarcasm. Just a hint. Yeah. But it was better than going to Opry Mills. It wasn't, wasn't as cluttered. Like we got, once we was in the traffic, maybe like 30 seconds, found parking space and went in. And, you know, the longest time was just to examine, picking out the glasses. But yep. and then after that, gone. <laughs> Boom. Bye, Felicia. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's about it. Like, haven't had much going on. I did watch some other movies other than what I'm talking about today, but I don't know if I'm going to talk about them. But um, maybe at some point I might just, like, add one every now and then. Yeah. Hey, yeah. go for it, man. Yeah. <laughs> Such is the format. Um. Yeah, and uh, this is actually a good time for uh, for us to plug our TikTok on uh, well TikTok or on the TikTok, you know, our account. There we go on the TikTok uh, Parental Advisory Movie Pod. Check us out there because I have been posting Christmas movie reviews that I've been uh, watching, but I you know and want to talk about. We just don't have enough time to on here to do it, so I've been. Doing that there, and also a good time while we're at it. We will have a special episode that will drop here in a couple of days where I spoke to uh, one half of our good friends at $2 Late Fee. I spoke to Dustin Rubin, and it's a Christmas movies episode. So it's kind of like the one you and I did with uh, with Ruth two years ago, which is hard to believe that that was two years ago. Yeah. Um, but these are different movies that we are that we'll be talking about. And movies we've watched this year, Dustin brought up a few that he uh, he's seen in the past that he also really enjoys rewatching. And then you know, I talk about some of the ones I haven't talked about on TikTok, as well as uh, going through the list of some of my favorites that are still on streaming from the past couple of years. Yeah. So look for that here in your feed in the next couple of days. So it was a pretty good talk, and uh, we're. We're hoping to get Zach and Dustin both back on next year when uh, we have some more 80s movies being sequelized. Yeah. <laughs> I guess this is a good way to... Good term. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the term may be good. The movie, who knows? It's always up in there. Yep. So... As we get into that, Oh, uh, before we get too far in, uh, Grayson had her second gymnastics competition this weekend. She, in her division, where she her where they base it on skill level and age, uh, she placed second place in bars, floor routine, and vault, and then took first place in uh, balance beam, and then uh, overall she placed second. So. Very, uh, very, very good competition for her. So she did awesome. And York finally got to watch her. So that was good, too. Yeah. His favorite part was the part where it was over in less than four hours instead of a whole weekend. Yeah. (laughs) That was his his favorite part. One day, four hours, just an afternoon. Boom, done. Done. Yeah. Back back to normal. Yes. Back to a regularly scheduled weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Uh, speaking of York, he has his Krav Maga belt test tonight. As uh, and then Grayson will have hers tomorrow. So and then she'll have dance or gymnastics right after her belt test. Thanks. Active week. Yep. Thankfully, she's got the uh, metabolism for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, uh, I'm skipping gymnastics. So we're just going to go straight to the belt test. <laughs> belt test and then forget. Yeah, should get a good night's nice rest after that. Yup. So, sure. indeed. But yeah, it's. Yeah. It'll be good. Uh, all right. Going into trailers, we've got a new trailer for the movie Megan, or sorry, M3 GAN. The new trailer for that movie dropped. I think it's coming out January uh, 6th, looks like 1 6 for for Megan. Uh, Next, we have the aforementioned uh, sequel, AD sequel. We have, and I'm going to try not to laugh while saying this, Indiana Jones in the Dial of Destiny, which I don't know what child wrote that uh, wrote the title for that movie, but it's it's not good. Yeah, Indiana Jones in the Dial of Destiny, which the plot is plot is unknown. Dun dun dun. No surprise. But yep, Harrison Ford, Phoebe Waller Bridge from the who was or the Prime show uh Fleabag. Mads Mickelson, which everybody knows from the TV show Hannibal or Casino Royale, or if you really want to go back, King Ar- uh, King Arthur with Clive Owen. He's also in that. He's been in a bunch of other uh what was that? Uh, Once around? Is that the movie he was nominated for a couple years back. It was like Once Around or something like that. It might be one I hadn't checked out, so I don't... Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Boyd Hallbrick, and then Jonathan Reese davies returns. Antonio Banderas. Oh, yes. And Toby Jones. So, pretty good-sized cast, and James Mangold will be... will be uh, directing this installment. It uh, looks the trailer looks good, but so did the trailer for Kingdom of Crystal Skull, and then we all got played on that one. So, not I. I haven't seen it <laughs> yet. You forgot to say the word yet. You totally forgot to say that word. Mm-mm. No, I said exactly how I meant. <laughs> oh, oh no, oh no. We will, brother. We can. Hey, we can cast that movie. It'll be fine. And <laughs> done one in a minute. We can halfway go. Watch that one together. Uh, yeah. It's another cat situation. Yep. Sure <laughs> should it. You should have kept your mouth shut on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. I'm like, oh, should I say something? But yeah. yeah. I forget. You forgot who you're talking to. Oh, <laughs> uh, shoot. Uh, that's coming out June 30th. I guess I could just say the month now because we've only got a few weeks left of the year. So it's kind of silly to say the year. True. So, yeah, can't go backwards. Yep. Thank goodness. <laughs> uh, next, we have the pale blue eye, which also sounds terrible <laughs> for a title. Uh, coming to Netflix on January sixth, a world weary detective is hired to investigate the murder of a West Point cadet, stymied by the cadets's code of silence he enlists one of their own uh, to help unravel the case a young man the world would come to known as edgar allen poe dun 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 why why are we doing this Uh, i don't know somebody wait some money say hey go do something all right so it's starring Christian Bale as Augustus Landor and Harry Milling, which most people will know as uh, Harry's horrible cousin from 
Harry Potter from the Harry Potter movies. Mm-hmm. His his mean horrible cousin. Uh, I forget. I oh, I had the my my Dursley. I can't even remember that. That's horrible. I can't even remember the kid's name. Anyways, the Dursley kid. There you go. He's going to play Cadet Edgar Allan Poe. Okay. All right. And Julian Anderson also stars in this. Robert Duvall, Toby Jones, Charlotte Gainsborough, Timothy Spall, Simon McBurney, who I always think is Timothy Spall. So weren't they play brothers? That'd be kind of funny. Anyways, uh, it'll be a great January movie, I think. <laughs> it's just not a compliment. <laughs> and then, but uh, then we have the Guardians of the Galaxy volume, volume 3 trailer. That So the Guardians trailer, the Indiana Jones trailer, and the Transformers trailer all dropped on the same day. Yeah. And I was like, oh, one out of three. Not, that's not great odds, but, you know. Something good in there. Something. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. That trailer looked great. Yeah. So, you know, after watching the holiday special, nothing but. Um, nothing but good vibes coming from that one. And then next we have Alice Darling, a young woman uh, trapped in an abusive relationship, becomes the unwitting participant in an intervention staged by her two closest friends. Starring Anna Kendrick as Alice, Wunmi Mosako, Mosaku, uh, Kenneth, oh wow, Kenny Hito, uh, Horn and Charlie Carrick star in this movie. And let's see, I think we got two more. Oh, the aforementioned Transformers sequel. Transformers Rise of the Beasts because they got to get that money. Yeah, I mean, it makes money every time, so <laughs> even that the movie. money. It's it looks so bad. It does. It just. I'm looking at this. I'm like, who's wanting to go see this? Like, who is excited? Who is like, I cannot wait because they're finally doing Beast Wars. They might have a few. They might they be may a have few. a few, but yeah. I mean, looking. I I did see a a thing where they had side by side comparisons, mm-hmm. and just that CGI or the computer animation for Beast Wars is just so. It looks very dated. I mean, it is, yeah. but I'm just, it very much looks it. So when you put the comparisons, obviously they look spot on. Ridiculously, <laughs> but yeah, it, oh yeah, 100% just like it. But like, remember, like you said, can't go back. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, there's probably a few, but you know, I think just the Transformers name is going to get enough people to go. They it's think that overseas money, they'll get that overseas money. Yeah. In a heartbeat, half a heartbeat. True. That but over true. here, I'm like, there's got to be other things we, and I probably wouldn't be as hard on it if they would have like learned their lesson the last after Bumblebee came out. Mm-hmm. And but they didn't. The animation still looks the same as the previous as the previous movies. Yeah. Instead of learning, hey, maybe we ought to retcon this a little bit for this next one and just, I don't know, maybe take a lesson or two. Too much like right, man. <laughs> Too much. It's like, nah, we're good. We're just going to just take the money and run. We're good with yeah. that. So, yeah, whatever. Optimus Prime and Optimus Primal in the same movie together. Dun, dun, money. Dun. Ching, ching. Yep. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, lastly, <laughs> lastly, we have uh, the horror movie Skinamarink. Two children wake up in the middle of the night to find their father is missing, and all the windows and doors in their ho- home have vanished. Dun, dun, dun. Written and directed by Kyle Edward Ball. Stars uh, Jamie Hill, Lucas Paul, Ross Paul, 
and uh, Dolly Rose Tetroyalt. So that'll be out in, I think, January. I'm not sure. But so that's trailers. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess you could almost say something for everybody <laughs> or almost everybody. Yeah, we got, we got almost, some almost. of the base. Almost got the basics covered. The yeah. bases covered. Yeah. Uh, I just realized I started with a horror movie and ended with a horror movie. <laughs> Look at me. Like I meant to or something. Yeah. Uh, Janu- January's a pretty sketchy month. <laughs> Always. Always. Oh, my goodness. All right. I'm going to let you take it away because you have the movie I, should, I was supposed to have seen this week but could not find time to get get out and go see it. <laughs> But it's still going to be our feature presentation. So, I checked out Violent Night, which was released December 2nd of this year. And it has a runtime of an hour and 52 minutes. Directed by <clears throat> Tommy Ricola. Ricola. And <laughs> it stars David Harbour, who's playing Santa Claus. Uh, John Leguizamo. Who's playing Jimmy Martinez, but he has the code name Scrooge. Nice. Um, Alex Hassel as Jason. Alexis Louder as Linda. Uh, Eddie Patterson as Alva. You have um, Cam Gingendet as Morgan Steele. Leah Brady as Trudy. And Beverly D'Angelo as Gertrude. So <clears throat> when a group of mercenaries attack the estate of a wealthy family, Santa Claus must step in and save the day or night and Christmas. (laughs) So the movie starts off like in the trailer with Santa in a bar drinking, just, you know, getting sloshed. And another Santa sits down and they start kind of going back and forth about how long they've been doing it. Um, The real Santa's like, I've lost count and starts saying some things. That are peculiar, like, oh, he's talking like he's Santa. He must really be drunk and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But um, the scene ends when he bids adieu to the bartender, saying, calling her by name and get, leaving a gift for a relative. And so she's confused, like, you know, how do you know my name? How do you know that this family member I have? And, you know, he left through a door that leads to the roof. And she goes to confront him about it because, you know, he can't be on the roof. And when she gets up there, he's flying off with his reindeers and course because he's been drinking he kind of relieves himself and it lands all over oh no <laughs> yeah but um you know it starts off as a sweet moment oh santa he was santa then yeah <laughs> 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 so um um then we're introduced to jason lightstone he's being picked up by his wife linda and daughter trudy to go to his family's house for their festivities and um they make a reference to Home Alone, saying that Trudy has finally watched it for the first time. And she's making doing quotes, even the, you know, smacking her face, screaming. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, know, yeah. Kevin yells, but hers is more of a shriek, very high pitched gotcha. scream. Ooh. And um, so but anyway, they get there and we're introduced to like it's, it's a big mansion. Got mm-hmm. staff, security, some people looking pretty sketchy. And it's kind of obvious who yeah. the bad guys are. So I was like, ah, oh, well, they didn't they didn't make this difficult. Right. And um, when they get there, we're introduced to Jason's sister. And, you know, they kind of have a rivalry where they try to outdo each other to be in their mother's good graces. Yes. And, um, you know, kind of how that goes. And um, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No context. At least through TV, you know, TV and movies, we see it. Right. And um, so things seem to be going well. You know, we see that Jason and Linda have had their kind of they're kind of estranged, but you know, Jason's mm-hmm. appreciative that she's wanting to go through with coming to the family. Yep. And um, um, his sister's got like a boy toy actor, just well-known actor mm-hmm. as his as her side piece and whatnot. Her son is very much into Instagram, YouTube, content creating. Right. So he's doing a lot of live streaming. Um. But, you know, get get everything set up. Then, of course, everything goes left. And while this going on, Santa just happens to be dropping off gifts. Um, you know, they take out the security. All the bad people that look sketchy start taking out the security that's there and staff. And 
basically they're there because there's money that's hidden underneath in the safe and they want to get to it. That's their motivation. Okay. Um, and so before all that went down, Jason gave his daughter a walkie-talkie and said, hey, if you want to talk to Santa, use this. He may be busy, but he'll hear everything you're saying. So yeah. that comes, that kind of comes into play when Santa finds the other walkie-talkie and they start kind of talking back and forth. Um, this is a this is a very violent Santa. <laughs> <laughs> so he you know he has a few confrontations. Um, I forget which moment, but anytime he's battling these bad guys, just be aware mm-hmm. of the eye moment I was talking to you about. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if it was I don't know if it's the first confrontation or the second one, but um, yeah, he takes them out pretty violently. It's definitely it becomes a violent night. <laughs> Um, but I mean, it's, it's, it's entertaining. They probably could have shaved off maybe 15 minutes of it. Okay. Yeah. Um, they do make some home alone references as far as like setting traps. You know, the girl Trudy gets separated from everybody and she makes, has her own little home alone traps, sets them up similar to Kevin McAllister. Um, but I mean, it's a fun, entertaining movie. It's not bad. Not necessarily for kids. Per right. Se- well, maybe not young kids, but you know. Like 12 and 10, 10, 12 or up, you know, they'll probably be good to watch it. It's not like overly bloody. There's blood in it, but yeah. Uh, but overall, and I didn't recognize Beverly D'Angelo at first until I was looking at the cast list. I'm like, oh, that, you know, I hadn't seen her anything in a while. Mm-hmm. But, um, but overall, it's pretty entertaining. It's a good time. Um, just even David Harbour gets his own little hammer, like, like Thor. <laughs> and he has kind of a backstory that they'll tell you. Like he's he's had a he's had a pretty interesting life before he became Santa. <laughs> you know, just okay. leave it at that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, I can't wait for that. Um, York really liked it. He 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 went. You know, his mom took him for his birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he said it was really good. He was like, "Where?" He's like, "Uh, he's like, when are you gonna go see?" Because I, you know, like I don't know. Hopefully soon. It's like, it's really good. You're going to like it. I'm like, it's kind of what I'm thinking. <laughs> like, I just got to find time. So I don't know. I'll probably, I'll probably try and go Friday or Saturday. Okay. Yeah, that's great. And that didn't happen. Yeah. I think it's like, I thought you were going to. Yeah, I know. We all thought things, but it's okay. Yeah, kind of, I was surprised. I thought it was going to be kind of, I mean, it's got some cheesiness and camp to it, but, but um, it's just, it's, it's fun. It's a fun, dark Christmas ride. There you go. And which is really all you're going to want from a movie yeah. like that. So I can't remember if we talked about this, but I showed York uh, fat man to get mm-hmm. him ready to watch this. You let me know that. Uh, and he, watch. yeah. And he, he loved it. And I forgot how much I love that movie. <laughs> like yeah. I I'm like that, that's definitely going to be in the rotation now because it is as ridiculous as the movie is. It's, as ridiculous as the movie is, Mel Gibson's acting is like really good yeah. <laughs> in this. Yeah. Like he he played the character per- like beautifully, loved it. And Mary Jean Baptiste as as Mrs. Claus, just Ruth Ruth Claus, yeah. And uh, it was just great. And then the elves and the whole like union thing, like they have to take breaks and do all this other yeah. stuff. But they only need four hours of sleep and just load up on a crap ton of sugar. <laughs> like, and then of course, Walton Goggins playing the bad guy is always, he's never not good at that. Like his, that's like his, that's like his sweet spot. I mean, it's good yeah. to see him play something different every now and then, but that's, I mean, that is his sweet spot though. And it's what he's good at. And he just, he really liked, I said, I know there wasn't like a lot of action, but they, you know, but it was, he still, York still really liked it. Um, Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Okay. Um, so this week uh, was interesting trying to find or trying to get time to watch something that's not a Christmas movie because um, I've been kind of hooked on those lately. Um, but I did end up watching on Friday Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio was mm-hmm. released. So it is PG with a runtime of one hour and 57 minutes. Okay. S- that Yep. What you said. <laughs> and this is not your 
this story is not the Pinocchio story everybody is grown up with and been told in various different ways, but essentially it's still the same story. Yeah. This is a fairly this paley resembles the story everybody knows. Uh, a father's witch magically brings a wooden boy to life in Italy, giving him a chance to care for the child. Now, sounds pretty similar to everything we've, to, you know, the Disney one and all subsequent versions of it so far. Mm-hmm. So what this movie doesn't tell you is that it is set in World War, I think, uh, I want to say around World War One. So Mussolini is in charge. You know, they got planes flying overhead, dropping bombs and stuff. Geppetto is a, you know, is a wood maker. Wood maker? I don't know. People that wood carver, I guess, could carve things out of wood. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. So he's not like a toy maker, like we've, you know, kind of seen him. But instead, he, you know, he's so he's trying to carve this wooden Jesus at on the cross at the church. Mm-hmm. And so him and his son go to the church so he can work on it, and try and get it finished. Uh, but in doing so. It starts storming and they're f- you can hear a bunch of fl- planes flying overhead. Geppetto's like, this doesn't sound good. Yeah. Um, so he, they tell him, you know, he tells his son, Carlos, his real son, Carlos to grab the paints and everything. And we're going to go. And uh, Geppetto gets up, but Carlos forgets his pine cones, like a perfect pine cone that he picked up. He goes to go grab it, starts running. And then the bomb hits the church, killing poor Carlos. And so Geppetto's having to bury Carlos and some years have gone by. He ends up playing in the pine cone next to the next to Carlos. It mm-hmm. grows up into a tree. And you know, he's now Geppetto's kind of like this recluse kind of drunk because he's still mourning his son's death and he uh, still hasn't finished his work at the church. Plus the church is now having to be rebuilt as well and he uh, he finally one night. Oh, and then of course, uh, Jiminy Cricket ends up uh, finding a home inside the tree next to Carlos's grave. Well, Chapello ends up chopping down the tree and decides he's going to carve a wooden boy. Mm-hmm. And then, like this wood spirit comes and makes the puppet alive. And then there's like singing. All of a sudden, they're singing. I'm like, and it, the voice is not good. It's kind of higher pitched. And I'm like, I cannot do this. So I turned it off and then started it again the next day. I'm like, I, it's getting kind of late. I'm not going to be in the mood for this right now. Yeah. And so I picked it up the next day. And it's basically about, you know, Chappelle's having to try and tells him to stay, you know, and all this other stuff because he's wanting to, he's glad that. He finally has the boy to take care of, even though he's made out of wood. Yeah. But the boy doesn't want to listen. So he ends up going to the church where Geppetto was at for service. And then everybody freaks out because there's a wooden, a talking wooden boy that's walking and talking without any strings. Which is, you know, what would actually happen if this actually occurred. <laughs> yeah. Definitely freak out. Because that's the one thing that was kind, of, I felt was kind of missing mm-hmm. in the other movies. Like, oh, yeah, it's just perfectly normal. Like, it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the fifth kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, what in the world? So, yeah, everybody thinks it's like a demon or some sort of, you know, the devil brought it to, you know, curse in this place. You know, it's like, well, if it's in the church, I'd highly doubt it. <laughs> but whatever. Fire. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yet. Um, but no, it, it. So then he runs off and they're trying to. Basically, Pinocchio just has a crap time of trying to actually listen to anything Geppetto says, which then he runs off and 
then he gets taken up to go work at a carnival and he's like well if i work at this carnival i can save up you know i can earn enough money to help geppetto pay off his debts that he owes people but then obviously you know things go south on that and the uh Performance, you know, they keep going around on tour, and of course now Geppetto's off to try and find him. Jiminy Cricket, his home, you know, the place where he was staying in the tree, mm-hmm. the hole that he's in, it's literally right next to Pinocchio's heart, or where his heart would be if yeah. he had, you know, if he had, if he had he one. Had <laughs> um, but he, so he's always with Pinocchio and trying to guide him. Uh, Ewan McGregor's voicing Jiminy Cricket. And they're just going on, they're trying to, every, I guess you could say every pickle he gets into, he uh, he has to try and help get him out. Yeah. And, of course, Chappelle's trying to find him. They get, you know, they get eaten up in the whale, Monstro, but it's not really named Monstro, and it doesn't look like a whale. It's Guillermo, so it's a very, it looks like a monster, you know, yeah. in the most Guillermo kind of way. And all of this is stop motion animation, which I absolutely love and have a high appreciation for just because of how long it takes and how tedious it is to make a stop motion film. Especially one that's almost two hours. Right. (laughs) Um, But it's a very dark movie. I'm not really sure what age demographic this is trying to aim towards. Because at the end, because we all know, because I don't, I really don't want to give the ending away because it's kind of, it. then we kind of get in spoiler territory. Because it is different, it is not telling the same story as right. the original. He meet, he, like the characters he meet or he meets along on his journey are not the same characters you're, you've seen in the Disney versions of Pinocchio. Um, it's because it is Guillermo, it is darker. It's the DC, I guess it's the DC version of a Pinocchio movie. It's darker and the subject matter is a little bit heavier. Uh, and there's still some, but there's like three songs in it. There are attempts at humor, mm-hmm. but they kind of fall flat because I don't think that's really Guillermo's wheelhouse. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Um, he's more delves more into like fantasy and, and you know tips his toes in horror and stuff like that um but it this movie i'm not sh- like rotten tomatoes this got like 90 something percent and i'm like i don't know where i get it because it's very well done i think the story's okay but i'm like Meh. otherwise and yeah it just seems like i'm trying to find out what age demographic this movie is for i guess tweens but what tween wants to watch a pinocchio movie york saw it york walked in while i was watching it and he's like dear god is that jiminy cricket he looks <laughs> awful it's that's terrifying i said he's it's like why is he blue i'm like i don't know dude <laughs> he's like oh my god look at these this is this is not good dad i'm like it's stop motion I said, and then I explained how they make stop motion animation. I said, at the very least, it's pretty amazing from a stop motion standpoint. Yeah. Because it looks beautiful. I mean, it's beautiful to watch. It's just so dark. So dark. <laughs> yeah, it's so dark. Um, real quick, though, Ewan McGregor voiced Jiminy Cricket. David Bradley, who most people know as, uh, is it Filch, I think? From the Harry Potter movies, The Caretaker with the cat. Uh, Gregory Mann voiced uh, Pinocchio. Byrne Gorman, great character actor, uh, voiced the priest. Ron Perlman voiced Podesta. John Turturro as Tatore. Finn Wolfhard as Candlewick. Kate Blanchett as Spazatura, which is hilarious because Spazatura doesn't speak have like speak it's a non-speaking uh sapien so uh like no grunting or anything i mean there are but i mean it's not like she's going she's not like going i am spazitura or anything like that but but it's like a lot of 
high pitch like monkey sounds. It's just uh, Tim Blake Nelson as Black Rabbits. Uh, Christoph Waltz as Count Volpe. Tilda Swinton as the Wood Sprite slash Death Sprite. Um, and then Tom Kenny as Mussolini and all that. So, yeah, like it's like he even perform like Pinocchio performs his thing for Mussolini. Like it's what's going on here? <laughs> like what's going on here? It's it's interesting. If you like stop motion, you'll like this. But just if you're planning on trying to watch this with children, just know it's going to be dark and they'll probably lose interest um, through a lot of it. Also, it's an um, I forget to mention it's almost two hours long for a kids movie. Yeah, that's. Yes, that's that's asking that's a lot. Part of it. Yeah, it's a lot of patience. And... I, yep, I would recommend. Honestly, I, I, it's crazy to say this, but I think I actually liked the newer Disney, air quote live action, uh, mm-hmm. Pinocchio or this one. Like mad props to the stop motion, but as far as story and everything else, I think I actually appreciated the Disney one more after watching this one. So. Anyways, Pinocchio on the Netflix. Another Pinocchio on Netflix. Let's see. <clears throat> so my second one, I went and checked out Bones and All, mm-hmm. which was originally released November 23rd of this year. Runtime of two hours and 11 minutes. Directed by Luca Guadagnino. Guadagnino. There you go. <laughs> um. Stars Taylor Russell, Timothy Chalamet, and Mark Rylance. Uh, Marin, a young woman, learns how to survive on the margins of society. So, basically, um, Marin, 18-year-old in high school, um, she gets invited to a sleepover. To which she tells a friend, like, you know, her mom, her dad's not going to let her come out. And she's like, well, just sneak out when he goes to sleep. So, which is weird, before she goes, um, dad picks her up from school, they get home, eat. When she goes to bed, she closes her door and he proceeds to lock it from the outside. So I was like, okay, that's, that's odd. So anyhow, she, she, she has a screwdriver that she stole to unscrew the screws that are keeping the windows kind of bolted down. Mm-hmm. She gets there and, you know, normal girl summer party there doing their nails and gossiping. So her friend, <laughs> I, I want that on a shirt. I want that on a shirt. Normal girl summer party. It's normal girl summer. <laughs> <laughs> so two of the girls are doing her nails and she's under the table with another friend just talking. And so her friend eventually gets her nails done, shows them off to Marin and Marion's kind of showing some weird behavior that her friend's unaware of. Like she's sniffing her, smelling her. And so she's looking at her, at her hands and she just very so casually puts the finger in her, in her mouth and takes a bite. You so, do. and, normal um, <laughs> all part of normal girl summer. Yeah. <laughs> so the other two kind of pull her off of her and she runs home and she doesn't go in through the window. She climbed out of, she knocks on the door and when her dad opens you know, he sees the blood on her. He's like, all right, we got three minutes. You got to gather your things. We got to go. <laughs> so kind of get the hint that this is not the first time that this has happened. Um, they end up in a new place. She wakes up. Um, dad's nowhere to be found. He's left, he's left a, a note. And there's a letter, money, and a tape. And so I think this takes place in the 80s because she has a Walkman. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and so she proceeds to listen to it. And he's kind of going over some things as to, you know, he can't deal with the situation anymore. It's time for her to be on her own. And um, he leaves a birth certificate, which has his name and mom's name on it. So this basically becomes her journey to try to find her mom and hopefully see if she can help her figure out what's going on with her because she likes the flesh. <laughs> Eating the flesh. And so on one of her, not- her stops, she meets an older guy named Sully, played by Mark Rylance. Uh, she gets dropped off in the middle of the night, sitting on a bench trying to read a book, and it starts raining, so she hides under a building. And then mm-hmm. she sees this creepy man walking down the street, and, you know, he's like, you know, I don't mean no harm. Um, um, 
he basically tells her that he is like her and he wants to help her. You know, he has this heightened sense of smell where he was he smelt her from the backyard from way down the block type deal. Um, yeah. So against her better judgment, she follows him to the house and, you know, he invites her in and there's a the old lady in her room on the floor kind of like had her falling. I can't get up moment. And, um, <laughs> but he's going over just talking about her. Like, you know, there's other people like them. They have the mm-hmm. same thing going on. And, um, says that they don't eat each other and that he doesn't kill, but he has the way to smell people when they're about to die. And he knows that woman's going to die. So he just hanging out till it happens. So to speak. Dang. Yeah. Um, but he's also weirding her out, saying some things like he's really kind of, you know, fond of her in a way. Like that's that's the energy yeah. you're getting from him. Yeah. Um, so she eventually basically she sees herself, goes to the room and sleeps, wakes up the next morning. That woman's still laying on the floor, but she eventually passes away. Mm-hmm. Sully comes in and proceeds to start eating her. She comes out of the room and joins him. <laughs> but. Things get even weirder because he has this sheet that has hair bundled up that he takes from the people that he's eaten and he collects it. And yeah, it's like, well, let's what is this movie? <laughs> right. I guess where's this going? So he goes to clean up, and while he's gone, she dips, gets back on the bus to go to her next destination. And yeah. as she's driving by, he's literally out on the, on the corner. Fully dressed, watching her drive, you know, drive away. So you're like, all right, that's Sully. So her next stop, she runs into Lee, played by Timothy Chalamet. When she goes to the mm-hmm. store to find something to eat, she didn't have any money. So she starts, you know, packing her back, you know, slipping some stuff in her backpack. And there's a drunk guy walking around. And he confronts her. But Lee kind of steps in to, you know, help her out. And yeah, their confrontation leads to outside. She's free to do what she does. And when she comes out. She sees an abandoned building and he's coming out and he's covered in blood, put a shirt on. So she pretty much knows what's happened. Um, and they end up kind of going on a road trip with each other. He's got a truck, which he took from the, the gentleman. He just had, um, I guess, had a banquet on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and so she's, you know, they, they kind of have a connection based on because they're the same. And then, you know, they're young. She's 18. Yeah. They don't exactly say how old he is, but I'm sure he's kind of like yeah. early 20s. So it's not too weird, but still weird. <laughs> um, right. And Lee's a little different. You know, he'll he'll he will kill people if he gets that hunger. And so I'm like, do they only eat humans? And that's right. it. But they do have a scene where they go to breakfast, have pancake, cereal. You know, so they do eat, but they just have this other hunger that they have to satisfy too. Gotcha. Um. So it's just basically from there, their adventure and the things that they encounter. They end up at his aunt's old place, staying there. He has a sister that he's kind of, you know, he loves, but he kind of doesn't want to be around because uh, of a situation involving their, their dad. Yeah. Uh, so they got little issues there. Um, and we do see Sully again several times. He pops up. I'll just say he pops up a couple more times. Um. Because, you know, he has that that, scent, that sense of yep. smell. <laughs> um, so creepy. It is, it's, it's a creepy movie. Um, yeah. I mean, I liked it. It's like, it's mm-hmm. well acted, but it's really odd. Very, very odd. It's almost A24-ish. <laughs> odd. Gotcha. Um, but, you know, it's just a, it's, a, it's a, well, as I have on IMDb, it's a drama horror romance. You know, it's got a little bit of everything in it. <laughs> Um, Except for comedy, <laughs> I mean, it's some very, very dark, <laughs> twisted humor. If you, you know, depending yeah. on your sense of humor, um, it's 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 there, but it's not like it's. I don't know how to describe it. It's a weird kind of humor. Like it just it's just yeah. there. It's just lightly sprinkled in, very lightly sprinkled in, just certain some of the situations they're in. But um, I don't know. I wouldn't put it on a recommendation list, but if, right. if if from the trailer you're interested in seeing it, go watch it. But it's it's definitely weird. It's odd. Um, 
and the actress that plays Mirren, like she looks like a teenager. I know she's well in her twenties, yeah. but she looks mm-hmm. she looks like first movie I saw her in was the first uh, Escape Room, and um, but yeah. It's not a bad movie. It's not bad. It's just okay. weird. Just, just, just. Yeah. You're gonna see some odd things. <laughs> you're gonna see not, some things. Yeah, it's not for everybody. Nope. It's only for people that appreciate normal girl summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's normal. Good God. Right. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, I think that took place in the '80s, just because of the they yeah. they don't have cell phones, their own pay phones, the Walkman. Sure. The music they reference Kiss in it, so I'm like, yeah, it's just like either late '80s or oh. '90s. Wait, wait, you're saying our Walkmans not cool anymore? Like, what's going no, on? No, they're still cool. I got a CD player. Okay. I don't have, I don't have my old Walkman, but I'm just, they never put the year in, so I was like, this has got to be around mm. the '80s. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Good. I was, <laughs> I was gonna get worried for a minute. Like, no, it's still it's cool. Like, but, okay. Thank goodness. <laughs> I was gonna get worried for a hot second there. Um. I had some cassettes. I'd buy me a Walkman, but I don't have any anymore. Oh shoot! I still got a few laying around here. Yeah. If you if you need some, my grandfather's got a bunch that uh, <laughs> got a bunch we can get you. I feel like some Louis Prima and <laughs> some. They still got a bunch of Sinatra ones. I didn't take all of them, but yeah, still got a few. Some Glenn Miller. He's got a bunch of Glenn Miller and Benny Goodman. If you're Need some good chill music or big band music. Yeah. All right. Um, so the only other one I have is that I didn't that pretty much I didn't cover with uh, with Dustin when we recorded for the Christmas episode is well I take it back. So I tried to watch. I really did my best. I tried to watch. God, what was it even called? It was so bad. It was one that's on Hulu. I was like, oh, this would be a great kids one for me to talk about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it'd be a good one for me to talk about. You know, it's a kids movie, too. And it's Christmas. It'll be great, you know. And I made it. Fifth, oh, The Good Witch of Christmas starring Billy Baldwin. Sorry, William Baldwin and Tom Arnold. Hmm. I made it 15, maybe 20 minutes and I couldn't do it anymore. I'm like, I can't do this. This is terrible. Tapped out. Yeah, I did. I'm like, the acting is just so bad, and the like, everything is just kind of stale. Like, even for a kids movie, like I, I get, you know, acting as we've talked about on our podcast, and we talked about with Laura House, even when, you know, watching a kids movie or a kids TV show, it's different. We, there's a different kind of acting that's involved, and they they're struggling with that in this movie. So I did not make it further than 15, 20 minutes. If you can make it through this, make it through it. I'll, I mean, kudos to you, but I, I, as I, as an adult was struggling and I like all kinds of movies, but I, I, I was like, Oof. yeah, no, we're not getting anywhere with this. So I'm, um, I kind of did. And honestly, I also did the same thing with this movie. That's also on Hulu called Christmas on repeat. Cause you know how I like a good, a good, uh, time loop movie. I was yeah. like, Oh, Christmas and time loop. I'm there. No, same thing. I think I made it. I actually made it through the Good Witch of Christmas longer than I did Christmas on repeat. Like, wow. Nope, not doing that one either. So, all that to say, <laughs> on HBO Max, they dropped uh, Amsterdam. So, I'm putting my two cents in on Amsterdam. On this Amsterdam movie. <laughs> Amsterdam. <laughs> uh, so just real quick, because you've already talked about it, but it is just to kind of refresh everybody. It's rated R, runtime of two hours and fourteen minutes. I would have liked to seen about twenty to thirty minutes trimmed off of this and make it would have made it a lot tighter movie. Yeah. There are times where I'm like, this is slowing down too much for me. I need this to. We're almost at a screeching halt. <laughs> almost in. So, like. And I like I really like David O. Russell, who wrote and directed this movie. The last movie he directed was Joy from 2015, to which I was like, this is okay. Mm-hmm. Some decent performances, but the overall story, I'm like, meh. Uh, liked American Hustle, my favorite David O. Russell movie. 
hands down, is still Three Kings with George Clooney, Mark Wahlberg, Ice Cube, Spike Jones yeah. from 1999. Yes, somewhere around there. Uh, still my favorite. Absolutely, absolutely love that movie. It still holds up, too. It's so good. It's so funny, clever, and uh, full of action. Just great. Love it. Jamie Kennedy, also in it. Great performance. Love it. Uh, this movie was trying its hardest to be a Coen's brother, to be a Coen Brothers movie. It really wanted to be a Coen Brothers movie so bad, and it just not it just did not land. Now it is based on a true story or true events that actually happened. I do like how at the beginning, like a lot of these events actually happened. So that's you know they're like, hey, obviously we're embellishing here but uh, there are a lot of things in this that did actually happen yeah uh, christian bell was great you know as as bert berenston or yeah berenson and like his his whole like he i love his commitment to to a character mm-hmm. like er, like everything as far as because he's so damn method <laughs> but he he like he looked kind of you know a little bit batshit crazy even though he wasn't he's just um for his injuries from the war from the uh from the war and then uh the first war i should say world war one well i watched two movies that involved world war one I. I just realized that <laughs> See, then, a theme. Uh, yep there's a theme merry christmas world war one um margot robbie kind of she was fine. She kind of plays Margot Robbie, you know, puts yeah. her little Eastern accent, you know, her Mr. J, her Harley accent, and kind of goes on. John David Washington, always great. Uh, he plays Harold Woodman, who was in the three of them were like a trio that met up in Amsterdam after, uh, while Christian Bale and John David Washington's characters were healing from their wounds mm-hmm. uh, from a battle that they received. This has an all-star cast. I mean, there's tons of people in this movie. The movie suffers from, one, trying to be a Coen Brothers movie too much and do their kind of weird, awkward pacing and with eccentric characters. And the dialogue, too, seemed to, to kind of suffer from that because it was really wanting to be that. Yeah. Um, it picks up towards the end. You're like, oh, okay. I, I really think when they meet up with uh, Robert De Niro's character, that's for me. That's which is not great because that's like forty minutes left in the movie. But yeah, I really feel like things start kind of picking up there, and it's just kind of it. It started out the first twenty minutes was strong, like the first act and the third act were great. That middle act just really sucked. I feel like yeah, it's had a hard time getting from point A to point C. <laughs> like B was just their their middle stopping point. They're way over in B, and the second act was. Was, uh, stag- yeah, but it, it it is an entertaining movie. It's on HBO Max if you have time. It I'm not saying it's not worth a watch for you know for their just to watch these actors kind of have a good time acting. Yeah, watch it. But otherwise, it's not. It it really I think needed just it had pacing issues, and I think that's I think a shorter runtime would have helped with that and made it move a lot quicker. And I think that's, I mean, I give him David or Russell credit cause he's trying to do something different, mm-hmm. but there's, uh, as far as the material has in front of him, but it, it just suffered a little bit. I think trying to do a different kind of form than what he's typically been used to. So, Yeah. Uh, Amsterdam, HBO Max, check it out if you want. Um, if you had interest in seeing it, I don't think you'd be highly disappointed. You might be a little bit, but it's, it's, I mean, I still think it's worth the watch. I just wished it was a little bit shorter to help the pacing move along a little bit quicker. Yeah. Um, for me, the only thing I have TV wise, we started watching Wednesday on Netflix with, uh, Jenny Ortega. And it's actually really good. Gwendolyn Christie plays the headmistress 
of the school. It's, you know, it's the weird girl going to a school <coughs> and having to get accepted, you know, but it's also a mystery as well. So it's Wednesday trying to solve the mysteries of what's going on. So, yeah, I, I watched and finished. <laughs> you watched and finished. We're on episode five. Okay. So yeah. York, watched and finished. Yeah. Kyle had finished the previous time that she was here. I think she was already on episode four when I asked her, she started like, yeah, I'm on episode four. I'm like, well, shoot, <laughs> you're ahead of me. And so that yeah. week I finished, I watched it and finished it. And I was, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And then I was learning some things like, <clears throat> you know, she's playing um, violin, was it violin or cello? She's playing the cello, right? Yes. Yes. So, yeah. um, General T's study trained to do, be able to do that, actually. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> there's, have you been, you're in episode five? Yeah, we watched the one scene. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, some other things that she did. Yeah. She learned some languages to learn, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to do it accurately. And some of, um, you've probably seen some of the memes going out. Um, I think so. Yeah, I don't want to say too much, but it's yeah. entertaining. Yeah. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm curious. I, I, I'm, I'm ready to see what they do with season two. Yes. They should, they should, they they should be able to come back with season two. Yeah. yeah. So can I mention one thing I've noticed? And I forgot to bring this up with Dust when I talked to him. These Christmas movies I've been watching, they are like the music for them are so simple, mm-hmm. like the music they overplays during these movies. But they're so whimsical. It's like Danny Elfman light, like non like, you know, David, like basically Danny Elfman's whimsical music that he likes to do for Tim Burton movies, mm-hmm. not like the dark ones, but kind of the lighter tones of them. That's all Christmas movie uh, scores are. Like in these Hallmark and Lifetime movies, they're yeah. just these cute little windscreen ones. So it's I don't know, it's something I'd kind of notice. I'm like, that's like, oh, it's if Danny Elfman just only did this. <laughs> Look, that's who their inspiration is, pretty much. But it's cute and they're school and I enjoy it because you know it's very lighthearted and fun. Uh, so this week coming up, we have the movie a lot of people have been waiting for. I know a few of them. One of them's not me, but uh, anyways, Avatar: The Way of Water is coming out this uh, coming out December sixteenth mm-hmm. to a theater near you. Uh, a lot of give buzz has been going around from the critics about it, so I'm sure that it'll be great for people that like that. I will be going to see it because. We've got, you know, it's, we have to talk about it. We can't not talk about it. And then uh, the, the there's a movie coming out that I've, I'm curious about. The title of the movie is a very, in, like, you get, it's like, oh, this is definitely an independent film. The Almond and the Seahorse, uh, starring Rebel Wilson. Basically, what happens when you're ambushed by time? An archaeologist and an architect fight to reimagine a future after traumatic brain injury leaves uh, them adrift from the people they love. So, yeah, obviously not a comedy, but Rebel Wilson, Charlotte Gainsborough star in this movie uh, by, looks like, Kellen, C-E-L-Y-N, Kellen Jones. Who also wrote the screenplay for this? So, looks interesting. Good kind of programming, I guess. And uh, then we have. So I don't know if you ever saw this movie, or if it's even still on Amazon Prime. Uh, there's this animated film called Ernest and Celestine. Mm-hmm. It's really cute animated film. Uh, I think it's actually French. It's from 2012. Uh, anyways. They're making a sequel to it. It's coming out. Ernest and Celestine, a trip to Gibertesia, I think is how you pronounce it. So basically, Ernest and Celestine return to Ernest's country to have his broken violin repaired. They discover that music is banned throughout the country. 
they will attempt to right this injustice in order to bring joy back to bear country. It looks super adorable. And I love the first one. Um, I th- again, I think it might. I'm hoping it is. Uh, it's on Hulu. So you can check out Ernest and Celestine, the original one. It's the story of an unlikely friendship between a bear, Ernest, and a young mouse named Celestine. So I I really enjoyed it. I probably I need to rewatch that. It's been a while. Uh, anyways, super cute. Worth a watch. And that's what I've got for this week coming up. And then next week we'll have a bunch coming up for our one movies that'll be dropping for Christmas. Okay. So boom boom. Cool. I think that's all I I think that's all I got, my friend. Yeah. That, that's it. Um, you know, as far as Avatar. Until mm-hmm. I watched it this year, you know, I was kinda like, eh. But um, you know, I, I, I see why people that are into it are, are, are hyped for it after watching it. And um I mean it kinda put, gave me a little more interest in checking it out after seeing it. And um I don't know. Like I, I kind of, I did like the first one. Some of the messaging mm-hmm. and symbolism that's in it was interesting. So I'm not sure how much of that will carry over into the new one. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And but. and I'll be honest. I'm probably gonna rewatch the first one again. <laughs> yeah, they put it back on Disney <laughs> again, Plus. again. Because yeah, I'm gonna do that just because I I need to give this movie another a fourth or fifth chance. <laughs> um, and you know what? If it's just not for me, it's not, it's just not for me, but I'm want to, I want to give it one more time just so I can, just so I can say, Hey, you know, I've always given it a shot. And at least I remember what's going on yeah. as we go into watching this movie. And I'm not, uh, it's been too long. I forgot what this movie or how this movie ended. So, yeah. So I am going to try and do that. Give it the old college try. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, I'll watch it on the big TV and with our, you know, watch it on the big TV and get immersed. I am not watching the second one in 3D. I'm not. The first one, I hated the first one partially because I hated the 3D Yeah. at the time. And granted, it's been eons and that technology has increased a ton. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm just gonna watch your regular good old fashioned 2D. Yeah. I might check it out in IMAX. Like I did. It'd be the, great in IMAX. One. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I do the I'm not sure about 3D. Like I'm usually disappointed in 3D because it's never mm-hmm. like it's some movies, it's like they convert it up to it instead of mm-hmm. making it with it in mind. Yes. I think that's yes. the difference. Now if they make it yes. originally to be in 3D, then maybe it's a good yeah. experience. But yeah, so far. I haven't had the greatest 3D experience. Yeah. It, didn't, it didn't add well, anything. And it's, yeah. Well, and, it, and I imagine it's got to be harder, too, because you got to wear glasses over glasses. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's cool. Like, I didn't like it before I had glasses, so. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, sure, yeah, that's, we'll go with that. <laughs> the reason why. Yeah, let's let's choose that one. Yeah, it's just that they don't, it's like some of the movies are just 3D's the afterthought. Like, I don't think I've seen a movie in 3D that was actually had it in mind when they were creating it, so. Maybe maybe this had it in mind. Yeah. And so I don't know. I definitely want to see it in IMAX just because of the picture and the sound. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's valid. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, we hope you all have a great week. We are now counting down as of uh, recording today, Monday the 12th. We are 13 days away from Christmas. Yep. Yep. yep and yep. then you know what hap- you know what happens after Christmas, right? I mean, obviously, we're going to say New Year's, but we dip, we start dipping into award season. Yep, there have already oh, been some nominations. Again, <laughs> again, again, yes. mother of God. Yes, yeah, I'll see the out spreadsheet. Of, the spreadsheets will be coming out again. <laughs> Watch out. Spreadsheets 4.0. Yeah, my, my yearly reminder of trying to learn how to use Excel again <laughs> every year. Every one of these days, I may actually, you know, be somewhat competent in it. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, all in due time. Yep. It's a process. Yep. So, worries. All right, my friend. I hope you have a great week. And to our listeners, do the same. And we will talk to you all next week.
Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.